0: Ready to hustle. Welcome back to the Waking Up From Work podcast. You're listening to episode 98 of the show today. If you're new here, my name's Dave Swillam and I'm running this thing here. Thank you guys for hanging out on Instagram. Thank you, everyone, who's going to be hanging out and listening to this thing on podcast platform on Tuesday. Tonight is going to be, I think, a fun episode because I've got another audio engineer producer on here. And I know a lot of my crew here, you know, we talk about waking up from work, living your passion, living creative full time. So We talk about living that creative life, living your passion in in a bunch of different ways. And a bunch of you out there do all sorts of different things like that. So whenever I have an audio engineer on here, I am always trying to bring someone on that I think is going to have some type of fresh look or fresh perspective or new thing to bring to the table to have a discussion on that. And of course, I'm an audio nerd, so there's definitely going to be stuff that always comes up when I'm talking to someone like this. But I brought this gentleman on tonight because of that. And I I totally felt this from some of your content, Shane, which is what led me to reach out to you. So tonight I've got Shane Lance on. He's a West Coast, Washington audio engineer producer full time. And he's also huge TikToker. He's kind of crushing it on there. And this is like really what caught me, Shane, is I felt this from your content right? And then I'm I'm watching your content. And I felt this message that when I go to your website, this is really what drew me to you so quickly is when you go to Shane's website, right when you pop in, what it says is like three different words. And it's like communicator and audio engineer. And I straight up think that that is the only time I have ever run into that at any point that I've ever seen another audio engineer's website or even like just the fact of being forward and saying communicator first and what's like for those of you like i'm not being meta i promise like when you read that he chose when he's making his website to say communicator and audio engineer even though all of his clients coming there are coming to talk about audio and music and things like that so that's why it was so pivotal to me and if you watch his tiktok content this is what i felt from it is all the best sessions i've ever had the best times I've ever worked with musicians, the communication is king. We're not talking about preamps. We're not talking about, you know, my favorite mic, even though I'll do that all day and ruin your Christmas party conversations, you know. We're talking about, like, are we working well together? Are we jiving together? Did I say that thing right? Did I pick up on why you feel that way and get behind the why behind you did it? Everyone knows creatives can be a little bit sticky with the way that we kind of work and gel. We're just not a very finite thing it takes a lot of communication and work and so i wanted to have shane on tonight because i think there's like a ton that we can talk about here so shane welcome to the show man really happy to have you on here
1: thanks for having me man it's my pleasure and i love the premise of the show so this can be fun a lot of fun
0: yeah how many have you been on a bunch of podcasts or no
1: Uh, I wouldn't say a bunch. It's not, it's not the first thing on my website. That's for sure. Podcast (laughs) interviewee. Uh, maybe I'll pivot to that. That's next Uh, Drag more of that. Uh, no, but a handful for sure. Uh, I put, you know, we'll. I'm sure get to it later, but the reason I put communicator is communication is important to me. And so I think, um, because that's a a large facet of what I do, I've attracted this kind of interview or podcast setting fairly often, but I enjoy it off the, Hunt down doing more of it, and I'm definitely open to more.
0: Love it, man! So, for people that don't know you, Shane, do you want to just run people like through, like, who is Shane Lance? What are you about? Where did you come from? What's what's going on for you for you more than what I just said?
1: Certainly, yeah. Uh, As you said, I'm a mixing engineer. That entails many things, as we both know, coming from the music world. I started out as a musician, grew up as a musician. Uh, Still am, play a handful of instruments, a songwriter, which lends itself to being a producer, just enjoying all facets of music. But what pays the bills, not to boil it down to something so impersonal, but uh, the the majority of my job and the clients that I I work with are hiring me to mix. So I finish people's projects. They come in for the most part, unless it's someone I'm specifically producing for. They bring me the album, it's done, and they need me to finish it. So I mix and master, and it gets sent to, to Spotify and everything. So... So that's what I do primarily. Um, I do it remotely. For the most part, I've been based locally where I am in Tacoma, Washington for many years, for about 13 years, which is hard to believe. I don't feel that old, but that's a long time I started doing this. <laughs>
0: happens quick, I man. Turned
1: 18. So God. Uh, I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Um, so I built uh, you know, a lot of relationships and clientele on a local basis, but over the last handful of years, and then especially just pushed over the ledge with uh, 2020 and COVID and everything that entailed. Um, I've definitely made the jump to mostly remote. So all that to say I'm based here, but kind of do my thing anywhere and everywhere. And I'm a bit untethered, which is nice. Um, and then totally so that's the, maybe the job side of it, but even speaking to what you said, the, the communicator side what I value, I love music and always have, but my real passion is people and always enjoyed communicating. And those things of course go hand in hand. So what I love more than anything, like what really truly fulfills me, um, is is getting to work with artists and help people discover a way to live a healthy life while pursuing their their music or their art, which is very rare. And I say this like humbly in a matter of fact way, not as a pat on the back. But I have a healthy, pretty sane life, and that's a rarity in this field. Seriously, uh, for someone who does it full time and is in the crazy environments that I'm in. Um, and so I don't say that to pat myself on the back, but to say I love uh, to be with people who want healthy minds insanity, and to be tethered to reality, physically, spiritually, all of it. And so I I love to talk with artists and to like be, uh, build a relationship with artists and help them find that. It's just such a rare thing. So that's what fulfills me. And there are many reasons, but that's one of the primary reasons I list communicator because I chose early on to make that a priority. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I love that. I think that, you know, the die young, you know, like, the die young thing it's like it's tough man like i like you work with artists every day you see the potential and it's really difficult to do this stuff for like a ridiculously long time unless you try to find some type of balance or some way that you know like whether it's like getting income from your art and making it so that you're not living out of fear of like trying to survive every day or it's just like the way that you can have those highs and lows in, in that career, it's just not a, it's not a linear path. So you can't treat it linear and yep. you have to find ways to, to make it not linear, but something that's not like straight up like this. Like it has to yep. be something happening that holds it all together for you. And yep. it's, not a, uh, it's not an easy middle ground to find for people, I feel
1: like. Very true. Yep. It's a tough balance to strike, certainly.
0: Yeah. So where, like, I know you said you've been in this spot doing mixing, mastering predominantly remote for like 12 or 13 years. How did, how did all of this audio career start? Like, where did you come from? And we'll totally break down like some of these things more, but like you were talking about how you love helping people into this thing. Like people out there that want to do things that you do, they want to be a a full-time producer. Where did you come from? How did all this happen that you landed in kind of like a great balance here?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, specific to music, it just started with a passion for playing instruments. I grew up, uh, my parents were both musicians and songwriters. I grew up in a church. And so in the church environment, any church kid knows you just play instruments. That's just what happens. Uh, and so I grew up playing instruments and learning whatever instrument was missing maybe from the band at that time. And I love that about my history, my past, because it forced me to learn to play a handful of things and understand the dynamics of a band. and. Uh, understand the depths of production beyond just beat production, which not to belittle that that's very important and its own skill and in and of itself, but production from the aerial view, like seeing the entire project, every big picture theory of it, you know? Yeah. So it started there with the passion for that and songwriting. And then, I mean, practically speaking, there came a time where I was like, all right, I love music and I'd like to pursue some kind of job. And um, we all know you, you don't pursue artist. I mean, I shouldn't say that, but it's, it's a difficult path. Like you said, it's hard to find a linear path to artistry. And so it's I thought- It's well, usually not a good... like an
0: application. It's usually not exactly. like, hey, let me just drop off my application at this place. And then like when I'm passing by, it's usually totally. like you kind of got to just figure out what's that going to be? How am I yep. going to make it really, right? Yep, absolutely. I have to make that happen.
1: Yep. So when it came time to to try to apply some kind of job and I put quotations because you know we know job is relative, but uh, mm-hmm. I thought, well, let me get, familiar with the other side of the window. Let me understand recording and producing. I might already had some live sound experience. And so very short version of a long story is I, my senior year of high school, I done all the credits I needed to graduate. So I withdrew from the district. I didn't have to do a single academic credit my senior year. And I did this local technical college. It was paid for by the state. It was a terrible audio program, but I did it and I made the most of it and I enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed it. It wasn't terrible in, in that it was no fun. It was just not the instructor didn't know what he was doing. It was just not well put together. Sure. But I made the most of it, made some connections. And again, fast forwarding some details, the, uh, there was a studio in town, which I'm sitting in right now, uh, that I had recorded at when I was a kid with the band I was in, like in high school. The same one that you're in? I'm physically sitting in that space. Yep. Crazy, man. Isn't that crazy? Small
0: world. I know the owner
1: as like a 16-year-old kid. So fast forward, I'm in school for audio. He happens to be on the board. For that program, it says, "Well, hey, they're pressuring me to take an intern. Why don't you just come and be my intern? It's someone I know. I don't have to grab some random kid, and then you get an internship out of it. So it's a win-win, right?" And so I did that, and pretty quickly, maybe six months later, I graduated. And one of the other primary engineers here moved to the East Coast, actually, and he's like, "Well, if you want to stick around, you can." And so that's really where it, it stuck. I will say, even speaking to what you said, which I'm sure this we could get off on this forever. It's a, an important topic, but. That did not, even though it's a commercial space, I have to give honor where honor's due. This is a, you can't see it. This is one of our three rooms. It's a really, really nice space. That didn't mean there was a job waiting. By no means did I just get a job right away. Right. Uh, And I've learned the value. And again, I say this with respect to the space I'm sitting in, but it it almost, not that I would discourage someone who wants to do what I do to to find a seat at a big studio. I wouldn't, it's not like I'm going to deter them from that, but that is not the solution the solution is to right. go out and get good at what you do and then build relationships and clientele because what's happened for me over many years and now I'm kind of jumping ahead, but over many years. And again, with complete respect, I, I had a, if anything, I had a phenomenal head start because I was here because there was some validity to being in a commercial space. People trusted me maybe more than they would if I had been at a house or something, right. but they stuck with me. Clients stuck with me because of my own skill as I grew and built relationships. And now as I sit here, I'm untethered. I am treated like a partner, but again, to give respect, the owner built this place over 20 years ago. It's his. And I have, I'm in a prime position because when I'm in town, I'm here, but the clients who work with me work with me. And because of the rapport I have, and this is maybe speaking more specific to audio. I know that's not the focus, but because of mixing, it's, they're paying for me, the brand, the sound, as cheesy as that sounds. And so I, I can mix here or I can mix from a laptop outside of, Chick-fil-A it, it doesn't matter like as long as I get the sounds is that a specific uh, scenario have I been almost almost for sure <laughs> it's like that's I mean pretty I'm sweet. certain I've made a ju- maybe not Chick-fil-A I bet I've made mixed changes <laughs> on the clock for for large amounts of money from a Starbucks probably. totally yeah but, I bet man um so that's yeah we I could go on and on but that's kind of what what got me here I've done many other things well not many but A handful of other things. I'm in a band and we did some touring for a time and still doing that, although it's on the back burner because of COVID stuff. Uh, My wife and I were on staff at a church for a handful of years, quite a while actually, but I've always in tandem been here. And then about a year and a half ago, um, although this was already the demand, which again, I'm not feigning like this is this wonderful problem to have, but the demand for this has been full time for, for so long. Um, So it's kind of shoved. Anytime I had another job, it was just too much. So right. About a year and a half ago, my wife and I decided to untether from everything else. She's she models, and this is what I do. And so we just said, let's drop everything else and just finally put the focus into these things. And I say this again in a self aware way, knowing it's a privilege. But we were at that time; it was uh, it wasn't much of a leap because there was so much demand uh, that it was just like more relieving than every anything. Honestly,
0: that's awesome, um, and then that's here awesome. We are.
1: So that's I, I could answer more specifics if you have specific questions, but that's a good general. The, the, the gist of what got me to this chair and this Thursday afternoon at 4:45 or 7:45 your time
0: yeah yeah exactly yeah man i mean that's the best that's the best possible way that that could happen is where like you're going full time because you have to like literally yeah. like it's not it's not really even a choice for you it's straight up just like i need to get this work done and i yeah. can't with this other stuff in the way and like there's probably like a little bit of like a little like, uh, you know, just a little blip of like a week or two of the changeover. But other than that, and then like, it's like, you're cranking, you're, you're burning, you're burning yeah. with fire now, you know? Yep. Absolutely. So that's awesome. That's the best way to go. Yeah. So I guess, you know, I, and, and I guess real quick before I like change it up on people. Yeah. I, I've been hit up by people for, um, internships and, and I, I'm, I'm lucky enough to have some like awesome assistants that I've worked with. And I see it, I see it's literally like five years ago, me like happen as I get older, I feel like that's just how it goes. And I'm getting way more like broader perspective of like the way that adults have talked to me in the past and be like, yeah, old man, I'm, I'm becoming the old man really slowly. And I'm, I'm getting like the little five year ago, like, Hey, I know that we're not relative to your time period and all the things that are affecting you in that time, but there's some things that I've lived that are cyclical and historically, right. Yeah, and I I think for like music business stuff, like it's just like anything else where people want a really quick way to just get the thing that they want, and that, that just doesn't exist in the world. Like it's not yeah. just like music industry. It's like even if you're going to do these things that are more like linear path, there's no just like immediately at the spot. And and the same thing for for audio, where like you were for you know with your skills and fortunes got into a, a professional recording studio, but just like you were saying, it's not like you build it and they will come type of deal. You can have the most beautiful studio or you can have the bedroom studio. At the end of the day, you have to deliver what you are delivering and you have to be the brand and the communication and everything that attracts that to to work for you. It's not the build it, they will come. And it's not like I just pass this application on. It just takes work and it just takes meeting people and keeping at it and keeping the marathon race that I tell people all the time. Like don't stop at like mile... 24 you know what I mean like you've you've worked for six years or whatever you're doing just don't quit because it hasn't happened yet like it will pop
1: yep yep that's absolutely true
0: yeah so I guess I, I totally want to crack into this man what does it mean to be a communicator you straight up just say communicator only what does it mean to be a communicator and what does that mean for you relative to your profession
1: that's a good question. I was going to ask if you mean in general, which I'd have to just Google the definition, I guess, but I can answer <laughs> that, that question for me. I have to interject. I just realized, are those the uh, DT 990, like the headphones? What headphones are those? Yeah. Nice. I think that's Those, exactly, the Bear yeah. Dynamics? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That specific set, I know I'm going off topic here, but I have those and I love them. I've never used Bear Dynamics ever. The, the audio guy who helps me buy my gear... Uh, suggested them when I was buying a new setup to, to do some traveling with. Yeah. And he was like, just try these out. And they're great. You know, they're good, equal, like, uh, flat response, mixing headphones are open back and all that. Long story short, I've had a handful of people hit me about those because they're out of stock right now. And apparently, oh. they're like – way better than anyone anticipated and even though they're substantially cheaper than, than maybe headphones that are comparable to them like other headphones that promise the same thing they're like top tier which is so i just saw those and it, it stood out to me because i have had them within the week asking like where i got mine and and telling me they can't get theirs because they're on back order and stuff. no so way i fun. got them but,
0: for the same reason to to be able to mix on a plane and i yeah, got them like precisely. i was like i wanted something that like if I lose them through travel, I'm not going to cry myself to sleep. But at the same time, like they're going to do some damage and like be a good product for mixing. You know? Yep. That's too yep. funny, man.
1: Okay. I'll answer your question, but I just had to point that out. So. Uh, <laughs> what it cool means food. to be a communicator. I mean, I know I'm the one who put that there, so I should have an answer immediately. But that is such a big question. But what I'll do in an attempt to boil it down is say that for me, I chose to make that a priority even as it concerns branding, which is what you're asking specifically. So I'll speak to that specifically the the truth is here we are I feel like this is evidence videos that my style of communication the way I post all that that's evidence of of the fact that I am a communicator, but my choice to to list that and what I mean by that is just choosing to make that a priority for the brand and again that word sounds so cheesy, but here we are helping people navigate their way through climbing into doing what they want to do so I think it could be helpful yeah I knew that was something I wanted to be a part of the branding and the way people saw me and found me and the value they almost directing them to gain value from the communication side of things and not just mixing. If that makes sense. Like Claire, sometimes you, you, you have to tell people what they're going to get from you and then they get it. If I, if I didn't speak that out, maybe they would just be aware of the mixing side of things, but because I've chosen to be intentional about calling attention to communication the people listen more. Yep. So yeah, maybe that's a bit of the why. Um, and then for me, what that means is kind of what I spoke to earlier, but, uh, I love what I do on, you know, on a professional level, the mixing and mastering the fact that I get to do that full time and I built clientele and a name for myself, all those things. I love that. But what really, uh, stirs my heart, what I'm most passionate about, like I said, is helping artists discover a way to live a healthy life. Uh, and so making communication a priority, both in the brands, like on the website, as well as just the way I speak. I mean, if you see my TikToks or Instagram stuff, anyone who has knows, you know, some of it's tutorial stuff. I don't know I I couldn't even break down percentages, but there's a reason I make it a priority to share thoughts on creativity and thoughts on life and thoughts. I mean, honestly, thoughts that even applied specifically to what you're covering here in this podcast. Like I I love, that's why I love this kind of conversation, helping people find their, their way and that path and, Keeping their sanity and keeping their family. I mean, things that, that might yes. sound, again, cheesy coming out so practically and simply, but it's rare for people to not, not this isn't a dig at artists, but because of the culture of, of music and art in general, it can be difficult to maintain a healthy family, a healthy mind, a healthy marriage, relationships with your parents and people you work with. I mean, again, I'm not a psychologist, but I love helping people with all of those things. And I've been in a position where I've been able to find ways. I'm far from perfect, but find ways to stay healthy in those areas myself. And so yeah. if I can help someone else along the way, that's far more valuable to me and enjoyable, honestly, just to make it, I'll make it really selfish. Like I just enjoy that. I'm more fulfilled by that than I am a great mix. The mix is just, it's, I love music and it brings money in and it's so it's practical and it's sense. like your
0: vehicle. It's like, like exactly. literally yep. like you have
1: like everything that you just said
0: that you're trying to accomplish that like, fills your cup. And it's just like, you happen to also be obsessed and really good at mixing. And it's like, that's your vehicle. So that's like also your crew of creatives that you're going to like inherently kind of roll with. Yep. But it's not necessarily the only focal point Yep. for doing that.
1: Absolutely. That's absolutely true. And this isn't even a secret. I mean, I put it on the website here. I'm talking about artists who work with me regularly. It's not like a part of the sales pitch, I don't tell them they have to, you know. Hey, if you're going to work with me, you got to listen to me. It's never that, but that's something I make I make relationship and conversation uh, a priority in those things. So my hope is anyone I work with, mix for, uh, and this this is maybe getting a bit intentionally meta. I'd like to think I'm already here, but as I continue, we're all headed somewhere and have our own goals. I would yeah. love uh, to keep climbing the ranks of being a mixing engineer, but that's that's so much less important to me. I, I would love, I I I'd like to think like in an ideal world, I'm hired because Shane knows how to mix. Absolutely. But I just love almost, cu- I don't know if I can cuss on here. I won't cuss, but I you just can, love being you around totally You uh, totally and can. You totally can. It he makes me feel better. And he, man, I'm dealing with this trash in my life and I'd like to have him around for a little while just to talk to him. Uh, that's more fulfilling to me than, than just mixing. So the vehicle, yes. you said that, and that's a good way to put it. Mixing is uh, a vehicle that allows me to do that other part, which I'm passionate about.
0: Yeah. I mean, we, it's so funny because like I straight up, like I was looking at, I watched through your TikTok content, went to your website and then I was like, I got to have them on the show. We've never talked before, it, but it's yeah. like, I know dude that like I could just hang out and grab a beer and like talk with you yeah. at any point in time over and over and over again. Cause it's just that, it's just that, uh, that conversation that like, we're both like really focused on. I could just feel it, you know? And that's, yeah. I think that that's an important conversation to have. Absolutely. Yeah. When it comes to the studio, I'm coming from the same feel for you where sometimes like I've worked with a lot of engineers that are way nastier than me. Like they can do Pro Tools shortcuts quicker than me, like typing, you know what I mean? Like I, I, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm a decent engineer. I'm proud of it. I work all the time, but it's like, yeah. I'll have people grill me all the time, like way past me on Pro Tools, whatever. Yeah. But it's like whenever like anyone tries to challenge me I'll just like be straight up with them where I'll be like, I'm not trying to be that. Like I want to be an amazing engineer, but I'm not trying to be the best engineer of all time. I'm trying to be the best person at facilitating what an artist is trying to have happen in their life
1: of all time.
0: That's all I want to do when I'm in a session. I am, I am more focused on like making sure that like the temperatures right everywhere that they came in at the time of day that they want to track, that I'm wearing a color that doesn't piss them off. Like whatever (laughs) I have to do, man, that yeah. sets the stage for them to get exactly what they're trying to have happen out of that moment. I want to facilitate yeah. the moment. And then anything else, like I'm going to get into all the mics and the compressors and everything, but it's like at the end of the day, if the artist gets really nervous in the booth for some reason, they're just freaking out, I'll give them an SM58, let them run around the room instead of a Neumann all day yeah. long if that's what makes them feel whole and that's what makes them that's- like in their zone. Whatever, man. That's just not... I don't think that's the name of it. It's like forcing them into some position that's not like the way that they're working, like,
1: yep, well, said. understanding, very that. well said, agreed.
0: Yeah. So what, like, what would be your biggest tip then Shane for, for people that are trying to, maybe they're, maybe they don't feel like they're a good communicator or maybe they're like, I, I saw a piece of your content that said, like, uh, I think you were talking about like, there's no such thing as like over communication. You're talking about like, if you don't, if you don't if someone if you don't say something to them, they don't know what they don't know it like they're yeah, you can't expect anyone to know something that you didn't say to them as the process, yeah. so it's never a bad thing to over communicate yeah. I bet just that little like blip on it. What would you say to someone out there that feels like hey i'm they're recognizing now they're like hey, maybe I'm bad at communication, like maybe I'm having like these problems like what should they be looking for to like make it so that when they're working with other musicians, they're working with art artists? Say they have a small business, they're working with their people better. Like, what, what should people be like trying to work on or looking out for or, or working to do to, to be
1: better in that way? Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, I think what comes to mind first, because as all of these topics are just a huge, ambiguous, like metaphysical topic, right? But what comes to mind is being two things being really kind and gracious and a servant. I'm in this spot. So I'll hit pause and address that specifically being kind and gracious and and serving people you work with. I am in a privileged position where I've done this for so long. I have more work than I can handle. I don't have to work with anyone, which is pretty rare. But I say my point in saying that is I have to remind myself daily, not that I'm just a dick and if I didn't remind myself, I'd go off the rails. But (laughs) I do choose to remind myself daily that I still work for the people who hire me, they are hiring me to fulfill a job and they're paying me to do that job. And ultimately in those moments, I work for them. And I mean, that is a positive thing. I think it's a healthy thing to remember no matter how high or low we feel that we work for the person who's paying us and yep. to treat it like that. Like you just said, you're going to do whatever it takes to not only give them the outcome they're looking for which is ultimately on paper what they're paying for but also make the experience as good as possible all of that so so you have to remind yourself of that be kind and gracious and, and to serve the people you work for and with and then alternatively and I because I think there's a lack of balance of these two people usually lean way too far in one direction alternatively mm-hmm. the other side of that is uh, you, you need to be blunt and forward and speak what you need to speak and not I think people often confuse passivity for kindness. Really, they're being passive aggressive when but they're pretending to be kind, or they don't even know maybe. maybe they've, they've not developed that sense enough to know the difference. but I think a lot of people are out here being passive aggressive, maybe just passive, but at worst, passive aggressive and thinking it's kindness. yeah, meaning they're just a, a client is difficult to work with, and they just bend over backward, give them whatever they want, don't say a word. They think that's kind when really that's just passive or passive aggressive if it gets aggressive. So my point is, it's just a balance between those two things. And that's primary thing I would suggest people do to, like you said, if they feel like they're not a great communicator, is practice those two things. Be so kind, gracious, and serve the people you work with, but also speak up when you need to. Right. Uh, say what you need to say, communicate clearly. And then even speaking to that video, it's kind of a different topic than the answer that I just gave, but the video you're referencing, I posted that because I, I've had, and I mean, it's like vulnerably uncovering some recent situations. I've had situations where I've had an artist misunderstand something is, is how I feel. They refer to something or I think, well, they should know better. It doesn't, it's not how it works or this or that. And And totally. I, I wish I could think of a specific example that would help, but I'll simply say, My initial thought is like, oh, they're missing it. They don't get it. And I almost always, and this was the point of the video, circle back to realizing nine out of 10 times, it's simply because I didn't make it clear. Mm -hmm. And maybe I wish they would assume differently. I can't control that. But ultimately, if I didn't make it clear, then it's not on them for assuming differently. Right. So that's what I was speaking to in the video. is just setting clear expectations and saying things. And I think as the person who's being paid to do something, whether you like it or not taking responsibility for it, if there's some confusion, it's likely on me. And I'm going to go out of my way it probably is anyway, but I'm going to go out of my way to take responsibility for it. Unless it's something I need to call out in them just for the sake of our future relationship, right? That's again, that's right. where that balance comes in. But ultimately, it's, it's on me to communicate and make things clear. Yeah, that I
0: think that was a big personal growth thing for me when I kind of like really changed that my, like the reason why, like I told you about the barn thing that I'm trying to do. I want it so that people can live on site and do that at any time they want to do. And I, I want it to be like a, an experience that's just not stressful. Cause I've been in studios when I was growing up and like, you get rushed in, you have a certain amount of time. The engineer is like in a bad mood. He's drank like 10 red bulls. He's like pissed off and just sad. And like, you know what I mean? Like maybe he's not, he's not living that like put together life. Like you're trying to get for people. Right. And just like, that's a bad experience and it makes a bad memory. And the bad yeah. memory gets baked in, even if your like songs came out good and like people are digging them, the bad memory almost gets like associated with that in your mind, even if it's good production and you're still just like, I'm glad people like it, but like I'm still kind of like not happy with that album or yeah. something. Like it just like imposes the negativity on it. But like I know that in the past, like when I wasn't as cognitive or aware of that, it's like it's really easy. To do because like you're just trying to you're thinking off of just the things that you know and it's it's like almost like you need a moment before you answer say or think anything to just give like a fluff moment like a moment of just like let me digest this let me figure out what's happening before there's a reaction because it's like if you do it too quickly for me and you you know you've been engineering way longer than me but like you've been doing it long enough that like you know the reason why something was happening or you know why yeah. like when you send a mix revision or something you're like I know this to be true that what you're saying is not happening in this mix yeah. right now and like sometimes it's so frustrating on the back for the engineer where you're like I want to make this mix the way that you sound but sometimes you're like I, I know what you're saying is not true but it's like it, it, but it it is though like it's it's yeah. not true like it, like not for them and in that communication between those revisions or like when you're starting out or like any of those things, there's so many important moments we have to think about like, why are they saying it like this? Why is this one thing bothering them that much? Why is this thing a problem for this person? Why is this continually coming up? Why has this come up like three or four times in this session? Because there's always more to it. And especially like you take an artist, like an artist in any art is vulnerable just because yeah. it's such a baby. It's so subjective. It's such a thing that they've been hiding from people that they're now putting into the light. But when you take someone, uh, you might not be working as, with as many fresh artists. I don't know. But like when I work with a fresh artist that straight up has never listened to their voice in a microphone yeah. on their headphones, that's like a shock moment. Oh, certainly. people yeah. Oh dude. It like, it hits people hard. And it's like for you to not try to figure out why, they're saying things, it's just not even always that they're asking you for something. Sometimes it's just to like show like, I'm not comfortable right now. And you just have to recognize that and be like, hey, you know what? It has nothing to do with anything right now. Why don't we all go take like a break? You know what I mean? Why Why don't you go out and like go grab bite to eat or like just like all those awareness points to like try to recognize that and realize that the communication point is more than literally something saying it. It's, yep. it's, it's signs of like fatigue or it's just like an, an, attitude thing or it's like you watch like two band members quarrel or something, you know, you got to separate them. It's just like, it's like yep. a coach role, man. It's not just production.
1: Yeah. So true. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah.
0: What would you say to, uh, I don't know, um, people in some of the, like you're doing mostly remote work and I know that we're all living. We've been now about a year into COVID world. Uh, So I know that a lot of us have gone through these like these revelations, but what's been the biggest thing in terms of like remote work of being effective in communicating or like working projects that way and and having those relationships? How do you manage that when it's all remote or like how should people be looking at that? What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, Uh, I'll say I still do some. Local work, we really shut down, shut that off for a while at the beginning of pandemic stuff. But along with codes and regulation stuff, done some in-person in work here and there. My point being is the interaction in person is, is similar to that online. You just have to be far more intentional when it's remote. It's probably the bottom line answer. Mm. I make personal phone calls or Zoom meetings, things like that, especially upfront, like when I'm working with a new artist or digging into a new project with an artist I've worked with, I make that a priority. Things get lost in translation, even just vibe and energy and you know, just feelings get lost if it's all through email or text. So I make a call or a Zoom a top priority up front. And then everything else we've talked about, I, I really am intentional about communicating along the way, letting people know uh, that I'm confident. I have no doubt we'll get sound and the, the mix and the feel that they want. So again, whether that's direct, like speaking specific to audio or anyone listening out there, that's just, it's just business, like just communicating that certainty and that confidence up front. And then on the back end, letting them know that no matter how they feel about a project, whether they love it when I sent the first mix or they don't love it, that we're going to get it there. And so I, there are a lot more examples, but point being is just communicating every step of the way. And being in it with them, not allowing it to feel like I'm just throwing a mix at them and then we're done and out the door and that's all I'm in it for, make that a priority too. I, 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 this isn't the case for everyone, but again, I, I have the privilege of having more work than I can handle. So I really only can take projects that I enjoy. And so I really make sure the artists I work with know that and feel that way. And it's sincere. I'm in right. this with you. I like the song. This is I want this to sound as good as you want it to sound. And we're going to make sure it gets there. So- Again, bottom line, it's just communicating all the way through the entire thing and keeping it personal. There have been a handful of artists that's been that have been done entirely through email. Um, and now that I think about it, that, that was really well. Definitely was their choice. They just never really said yes or pursued a Zoom call. And we're just happier to pull the trigger. And
0: that's just like how that. they want to roll.
1: Yeah, yep. totally. Yep, which is absolutely fine. But my point being, for the most part, I just really make that personal communication a priority. And I say it. I said it in videos. Um, I'll leverage that into another answer and say that those personal relationships, that personal connection is so much uh, stronger and and longer lasting than a good mix that's really impersonal. And I've found that it's not about this. It's not like I'm trying to manipulate the game because for me, I've had the only way to do it is for it to be sincere. I think people can sniff it out. But if you can sincerely make it about relationship, I know it's business. And again, like I said earlier, I'm being paid to give them a service. So I treat it like I work for them as well. Right, But i found that if I invest in it as a relationship and understand their vibe and even spend some time chatting and just care about that relationship, that it will last far longer, again, than an impersonal couple emails where I kill the mix and then where they're in and out the door. So I make that personal connection a priority.
0: Yeah. And you know, it's like with this industry, No one from either side gets into this because they're trying to just like make a quick buck. Like, (laughs) like, like obviously, like you and I both know that like you're trying to make your living off of it. Like you have to run it as a business. You have to find a way that things are happening consistently so that you're providing for you and your family and alive. So it is a business. There's no doubt about it. But it's like, no one got into this business because they were like, I straight up want to be Elon Musk. Like you, no yeah. one, no one got into this because they're like, yeah, I just want to make theory. money. And it, it, yeah, it's passion based. So it's like, there's no reason to even like record the song or to be the engineer recording it if like the relationship is not going to work and you can't like both get to the checkpoint because you both want the same thing. And if something's yeah. off in the project, it's like you have to find out what needs to get realigned to like get the same thing that you yep. both want. You don't want that to be off.
1: Yep. For sure. And you can, I mean, I hesitate to say this, but I'll say it anyway. You, you, you can't control that you'll have a good relationship, but that I've worked with artists where I, I've done this for so long that I have zero doubt that I can kill a mix. That doesn't mean that everyone's going to like the mix or that the, the work side of a relationship will last forever. Sometimes people just like what they do more. They're just so used to that. They'd rather stick with it or I'm, I'm fully capable of disappointing someone. They had something really specific in their minds and maybe we just didn't get it. I'm not saying that to throw myself under the bus. My point is you get to a certain level and it becomes preference. I can, I'm, I'm an absolute pro, but people still have preferences. So point I'm making is even if I don't end up continuing to work with someone, when you make the relationship a priority, again, it has to be sincere, but there's still value in that because you just never know. First of all, it's just a kind. It's the right thing to do, in my opinion. Beyond that, from a business perspective, again, it sounds shallow, but just sincerely, you, you just never know where relationships will lead. That's not what's at all in my head. When right. I don't have time to make those kind of business moves. So it's not a business move. But I have learned over many years that healthy relationships, I guess I'm circling to speak back to even what I said before. Yeah. That healthy relationships are super valuable. It's almost more valuable than, than good work. And I know that sounds taboo. You got to do good work too. So it's kind of a tandem thing, but healthy relationships are just really valuable. And just being a nice, I mean, now outside of audio, people should just be nice, relational people anyway. And that's what it's based on.
0: Right. I don't know. I've read a bunch of books on it, but like uh, the go-giver mentality where it's just like, it's it's so cheesy to boil it down to like the golden rule, but it's straight up like it really is like how it works. And like in this industry, it is no joke with how small this industry is because it's just is really hard to grind for like 10 years and then like, yep. or however long it is before you pop. And yep. so it's no joke where like, for for those of you out there that are are listening, like I know that you're, I haven't been to Tacoma, but I re, it's probably not the biggest city in Washington, right? So it's like yep. not the biggest city ever. I'm definitely not in the biggest city over here in rural Maine. It's not like we're both in LA and Nashville and New York, yep. but it's like, I no joke can meet someone up in like Bangor, Maine in the middle of nowhere and then be walking down a street in LA sometime and bump into them. And they're like, oh yeah, I'm working with like this band out. And you're like, oh my God, dude. Like, like it yeah. is such a small industry that yep. it's like the relationship has to be fire or else like you're, you're going to see that person again. And like yeah. you can do like, say maybe your mixing styles weren't the same maybe like the way that you write, it's like, oh, I'm writing more this way. So I want to be more like with this other producer over here. Cause they just work my flow or whatever. Like that's all cool. But it's like, if the relationship's bad or good, both of those things just have such like a greater effect than you can't like put it on a spreadsheet, but it's just like, it's micro. There are people that, that know you way past whenever that one session was. And they remember that thing. They remember the bad thing or they remember the good thing. And it, it just, snowballs like either way that you're going to roll that like it snowballs out into what's happening day to day
1: absolutely absolutely.
0: so i guess like shane what would you say because you are like you're like i really want to work to make it so that artists are living like a full life or they're living like a a, uh an a balanced way What's some like things that you do in your day-to-day scheduling or like your workflow or your boundaries or like, what do you, what, what works for you right now for that capacity? What would you share with artists that, you know, they should do more or less of if they don't feel like they're in sync or they're, they're able to play the long game because they're out of whack?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Let's have to boil it down to one thing. I'll give some thoughts that come to mind. I think being intentional with time just the thought of being aware of time is rare for artists. And by the way, I, I, I assume you know this. I know you know this, but to speak to it, I don't have some kind of like plan. I try to get artists on or some kind of, you know, 40 day you're a better you kind of, thing. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's never that. Uh, it's most definitely not organized and it's, it's never that kind of approach. But so boiling it down like that is, it's an interesting thought. But But yeah, I think people being more intentional with their time, what I would say to someone who's trying to climb up either as an artist or the producer side as I am, or both, which I guess is ultimately what I'm doing. Just being intentional with time. Uh, That's how I keep sanity. And I'm in a different place than a lot of young artists who are solo and and maybe their, you know, my temptations or things that might pull me off the rails are different than theirs. Um, But for me, at this phase in my life, and I feel like it still applies even for someone coming up without a family, but for me, it's being intentional with time. So when it's time to work, I work hard and I get in that headspace. I do what I can to get in that headspace, work hard. And then when it's time to stop and rest, I stop and rest. And I think even that simple dichotomy, just those two things make a a big difference. If you can make both a priority and be intentional with it, we think uh, for for either work or rest, we think, Oh, it'll happen when it happens. And if you think that way, it won't happen, especially for rest, right? It's uh, it's too easy for rest to just get vacuumed up into the abyss. That is life. And I, so I found I have to be intentional with that. So that look, for me on a practical level. That looks like being as intentional about scheduling mixed time as it is scheduling time with my wife and time with my kids and time to run and think, you know, just the different things that are important to me. I make time for it, which might sound boring and, you know, like a very adult thing, but I think if more people approach it that way, they find themselves, themselves with a healthier balance. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll speak yeah. really ambiguously, but to, to a lot of artists, uh, I think it's, really tempting to sacrifice willingly, like maybe even literally like if they were put, if a contract was put in front of them, Hey, if you, would you mind sacrificing your mental health for some success? Most <laughs> people would sign it. I'm serious. I think no I do doubt too, people dude. would just sign it. Like that's just, they're like, well, I'm already, again, I'm tempted to cuss, but I, I'm already like off. I'm like, I'm out of my mind anyway. So let's go. I'll give me whatever. I don't even care. Yeah. And I think if a lot of people, you don't have to approach it that way. <laughs> And it's, I'm telling you, sacrificing mental health is not a prerequisite to success. And that's, but this sounds so cheesy and like dad-like of me. I don't even mean it that way. I get <laughs> what's cool. I'm a cool guy. Like I get it. I get the culture. I get songwriting. I get lyrics and all of that. I get drugs. I get what is going on out there. But if, if more people didn't look at sacrificing mental health as something that was just par for the course in pursuing success – you have a lot more healthy people because it's just simply not, it doesn't have to be that way. And so I could go on and preach almost literally about that. But for, for young artists, my point is uh, my primary suggestion is just prioritize like simple things to maintain your mental health, get a little bit more sleep, do a little bit less drugs, take a little bit more rest, go for a few more walks, just yeah. simple stuff like that. <laughs> it would go a long way. It really would.
0: Yeah, man, I have definitely, Had to learn that the hard way a couple of times. And like, luckily, I didn't get into a place where I couldn't get back up from. But like, there's been nights where, like, you know, in my relationship, where like I was just going at, dude, I was just going at it. Just like with your point, if you don't make the time, just like working a day job, then working till midnight or two or three or whatever, and just cycling that and just whatever. There's been spots where I've been called out and, and people, that are close to you when you're rolling that way for too long. Everyone gets like when you have a month or a week or whatever, like everyone gets when you have like a crunch time. It's always yep. acceptable for people for the most part, as long as you're not bailing on other commitments you gave to them. But like no one is cool when you straight up just grind only. Yeah. People call you out for it. They're like, dude, like it, you, you're either going to hang out with me or like we can't, like we can't do this or like, and yeah. you, you can only do that so many times to people until they like actually walk away and you can only do that to so many people before like you straight up have like no way out. And it's just a, it's a scary game to play, you know, long-term because it's like short-term it's short-term like wins or things that feel good for you that like long-term like lead to a way bigger problem. Like there's stuff you just can't get back. That's not worth killing,
1: you know, Yep, it's absolutely true. And it's it's funny. Like I wish I could, get this in more people's heads, but like you said, they they go for it hard, sacrificing all of those things, relationships, mental health, physical health, all of it, hoping it'll just pay off quick. Like that's the plan. Like I'll I'll give up all of this and then hope to just be famous by maybe next year. And I'm telling you, I, I feel like I've always known that, but I can say this, this is very like open, kind of vulnerable, like uncovering myself thing. My success has come by accidentally investing slowly but surely over a long period of time. Mm -hmm. I woke up one day and it almost fell instant. And I looked back and realized, oh my God, I was investing, investing, so to speak, in my creative musical life for so long, whether I was passionate about it or not, whether I was in the mood for it or not, it was just a daily part of my life that it paid off. And I, I realized that that kind of investment, if you just stick with it, will absolutely grow and pay off over time. And nine out of 10 times, that will be quicker than the, the quick path where people give up everything in hopes of getting famous by August or whatever. You know what I right. mean? Um, so all that said, I think people overlook what you just said. You know, you're, you're going to burn out anyway if you try the quick way. But man, slow and steady. That sounds, again, like some either like, like a, a dad pep talk. Something yeah, like, yeah, Vee. Like <laughs> Quote or something. But it's, I mean, it's so practically no sales pitch, not trying to give someone some old man talk. Like I'm telling you, the quickest way to get there is just consistency over time. It's the safest bet. It pays off almost every time. And if it doesn't, you'll gain a lot of other things along the way. I certainly guarantee it. But yeah, that's, that's the surest bet is just consistency over time. And most people overlook it. And I'm where I am because I invested consistently over time.
0: Yeah. It's really easy to do. I like, I I, like, I, it's, it's really silly, but like literally in my schedule, like I I have things in my, for my days, like on Mondays, I have like a 30 minute time spot that I have to FaceTime my brother. And it's like, that comes up on my calendar and I have to do it. And it's really stupid that that's what I have to do. But it's like, if I don't do that, then I will just be like, Oh shit, that's 30 minutes. And then I will just go do, I will go do something else. It's just like, but I have to do stuff like that to like keep, to keep that, you know?
1: Yep. Yep. So Absolutely. Takes in t- intentionality for sure.
0: So Shane, like I've got, I'll ask you one more question and then I've got like my five that I like cap this thing out with. That's cool okay. with you. Absolutely. Yeah. One, one last thing. Uh, I'm surprised I like totally didn't get into it with you at all throughout the whole episode, but I think it's because I was so focused on all this conversation that I wanted to, to hear from you. You've had huge success in TikTok. Do you have any, you know, tips for people like artists, audio engineers, people that are creatives? Like what what tips would you get from where you're at now? You've probably got like a rhythm to it and a flow for creating that content. What ways to think about? How should people be approaching TikTok to, yeah. to try to do
1: well on uh, it? First I have to say to the comment crew here, I am absolutely from time to time seeing what's going on down there. It's just hard to focus, but <laughs> Mike and Cole and everyone else I've seen some of those I saw the adopting you uh comment Cole I will absolutely adopt you and no I don't <laughs> have my glasses but I can still see my glasses are just uh astigmatism I don't know if you've seen any of these but I, I keep seeing comments like I wonder if they're even looking at them." so I had to address them. Uh, no
0: please man yeah no, no, of and, course. And, and- I would
1: speak to them more specifically but most of it is that they're just trying to get you know just trying to blow up the comment section
0: yeah. yeah. And anyone that, I mean, like, I don't, I'm not going to throw Shane under the bus, but anyone that wants to DM me after and, and ask anything if you said to me that I didn't remember, then feel free. But yeah, yep. thank you guys for, for chatting down there. I've been oh, reading sure. all yeah. of it too. Saying, I, I mean, didn't want to break you.
1: They're, they're not upset, but I just had to let them know I see them for sure.
0: Cool.
1: Okay. The question TikTok. So uh, yeah, I'd like to think I have, uh, you would think maybe is the best way to put it, that I, I have some kind of, TikTok wisdom. It's its everything. If you've ever looked up videos, uh, how TikTok works, or now they just pop up on the For You page, like here's how to blow off or uh, blow, up, blow up on TikTok, you pop off on TikTok, be consistent, post it this time, post it that time. I, I didn't see any of that before I posted. Mm. Uh, and I don't say this again to make it sound like, oh, it just happened. I'm just so awesome. It just happened. I- I- it certainly took consistency. And I'll tell you what I did, but my, I guess I'll speak more before I speak to the, the practical side and what my my actual approach is, I'll say what happened for me was at the top of the year last year. So top of 2020, I'd made what I did do decisively was I made a decisive decision to to shift more of my brand, so to speak, to the internet. That's all it was. I I, I only joined Instagram like a year or two ago with within a, within two years certainly, but o- only over a year or so. Sure. Um, and so my point is, I've ne- I wasn't like a hermit, but I've just never been a big social media person. But at the top of 2020, I made a decisive decision. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put some effort into putting what I do out on the internet. I had no idea what that would look like. I'd right. been lurking on TikTok, started posting a bit more consistently. Had one video blow up, and by that time, I, it was consistent enough that I had like a thing, which is my life. So it was easy. Right. Uh, I just kept going, and here we are. So that's how it happened. I, I, I guess what I'm trying to be honest about is I didn't have some elaborate plan or or the the secret key at just happened with some basic consistency. And, and then, I, then I got intentional about it after the fact. Um, but what I have found that works and what my approach is now, I don't schedule it. Uh, I don't approach it maybe as religiously as I could. And I'm certain because of the algorithms, it would, could be even more successful if I was, was quite a bit more religious. But I feel good yeah. about my balance. I just try to make it daily-ish. I'll put some kind of post together. I have a long running list, like a note in my phone of ideas.
0: That's awesome. And
1: I'll try to film something sort of daily and go live a couple times a week. And yeah, that's, that's worked pretty well for me. I think the reason, and this is again, not to hype myself up, but to give people insight into what might work best for them. Totally. The yeah. reason it's worked so well for me is I don't have to make anything up. I'm not trying to go viral. I'm not reaching for content or... Uh, you know, grappling for ideas. It's what's in front of me every day. It's what I know really well. Uh, I'm posting things. The the idea, the long list of ideas that I have are just very practical things that I write down when the thought comes to me. I never am scrounging for those ideas. So I I say that to say, not that I'm just so brilliant with ideas, but that it's authentic. It's it's very simple. It's what I know. And It's stuff that that you have from your life. Exactly. It's worked for that reason, both as far as the success of it on the internet, as well as it's worked for me on a personal level, because it's not, it still takes some work for sure. Um, and some intentionality, but it's not draining me because I'm not just Mm. like, like I said, already, I'm not reaching for content. I'm not having to make stuff up. It's, it's pretty simple. Um, but I do think people, artists, business people, whatever. Uh, I mean, TikTok is valuable for sure. And people, I think right now, while it's a wave, I don't know how long it'll last. I don't expect it to last forever. I don't know. The internet's fickle, but, I think people should be taking advantage of it. And right now the wave's still on the way up. I, I, oddly enough, I think it's still early to invest, so to speak. I caught the wave at a perfect time, but you know, my mom isn't, I don't think, on TikTok. Like the world, I, I, I don't say that. My mom might be on this live, so I don't say that to throw along <laughs> the bus. But simply to say, not everyone, everyone is on Instagram, for the most part. Not everyone is on TikTok. So it's still early by that barometer, by that, right, you know, by that measure. So I do think people should be over there and just post consistently, post what you know, post value or comedy or something entertaining uh, and see what happens. I would say TikTok, the last thought I have about TikTok specifically, is it is both the purest and most brutal form of social media. Things that are truly entertaining or valuable or funny, whatever, can blow up in a way that you just couldn't blow up on any other platform. Right. But- And again, I say I have no problem admitting this because I'm happy with my life and I can say stuff like this. I have now over 100,000 followers. I don't know exactly how many, but over 100,000. That doesn't mean a whole lot if it's not good content. And I think that's a good thing. It keeps people accountable, but it's not like, I mean, I I only get over 100,000 views every maybe 20 videos or something. I don't know. Like it takes, that's just my point is it's not like uh, TikTok is kind of fickle in that sense. It's not like other platforms. Well, now everything's algorithm-based, but it's not right. a guarantee is my point. So even though I've climbed that ladder a bit, at least from the outside, it might look like that. It still takes consistency, and you just can't build your life around it. It is one facet of what I do, and I think that approach to it and knowing where it fits in my life and keeping it in its right place has helped me have a healthy approach to it. I don't put too much weight on it. I'm not leaning on it for my entire life so you you get it but I'm just letting people know like it's it's a fickle thing but it, there is it's a, it's a lottery it's the lottery you don't win the lottery often but you can win the lottery for sure
0: that's awesome that was really good advice that was that was a great way to break it down of just like a very like no bs like this is just what I'm doing and it's also like authentic and I do plan it and I do be consistent with it you have to do those things to be successful with literally anything but yep, yep. it's not also like some dark magic sorcery either there is it is also just being in the game so yep that's awesome uh, yeah. yeah so shane i've got like five questions i ask every single guest at the end of the episode i'm just yes, gonna sir. hit you with and then i'm gonna let you go cool love it if man. You're down yeah So first question, I always kind of get through the episode and I'm sorry, listeners who have listened to 98 episodes of me prefacing this question with this, but I have to, but I like asking it pointed at the end because you have less time to answer it. And so it draws out other stuff. And that's why do you wake up and do the things that you do every day versus any other thing that you could possibly wake up and do on this world? Like, why is this the thing that you do?
1: Because I love people and I love music fair is that a good am I answering uh am yeah. I understanding your question correctly?
0: yeah, man, I love it good. because sometimes people like go and they blast out like this huge thing, and sometimes people answer like you did where it's just like this is the thing,
1: yeah, I could elaborate, you know? but that i mean it's it's a huge, huge question, but also very simple, but yeah, I love people and I love music, and those things add up as a whole other conversation, which is maybe where people. You know, do blast into other things, but that for me is what boils down to what feels like a call. Like I just feel like it's a fit. It's what I'm supposed to do, and so therefore, it's a bit easy. I just feel like I'm I'm in my own groove. Gold man, that's cool. Yeah. Next I like that question. Be, it's a good question. It's a good question.
0: All right. Yeah, good. I love that
1: question.
0: Good. All right. Thanks. I appreciate. it. I've done it 98 times. So if it, it was a shitty question, that would be rough. <laughs> 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 You'd be the first one. Um, okay. So along the way like say that you could like give this lesson that you learned from this thing happening to someone without them having to do it what is like the biggest mistake or like the worst thing that you've done along the way where you're like take this lesson from me but like don't do this because it
1: really sucked ooh that's a good question also i will be honest and if i if i think of something maybe i'll do a video about it just to uncover myself so it doesn't feel like i'm dodging the question, but I don't feel like I've, there are no huge mistakes I look back at and, and wish I could undo or that I would warn people about, but I think I can answer the question in a, a different way and say that I would tell people what I wish I had a better understanding of in my younger years. And I've done videos on this, so not to sound cheesy and quote myself, but it's been really on my mind recently as i work with a lot of younger artists. Yeah. You, you just don't know of the opportunities that will make your career or life yet. Not only do you not know of them, you're not aware of them, they may literally not exist yet. The the thing that will make you- Wow. Maybe it's an app that hasn't even been invented or an artist who hasn't even started uh, or a producer you've just never heard of. So I think we get caught up on what we can see, what's directly at our feet. And when we miss opportunities or just don't even have a shot at them altogether, it can be really depressing. And I I wish more people knew, as I wish I knew when I was younger. Now I have a great grasp on it, although I still remind myself of it daily. Um, And it's both practical and spiritual. It's a whole other topic. But for me, it's this deep-rooted belief that I'm just going to be consistent and faithful and do what I know I'm called to do, what I feel passionate about, and just let it unfold just let it unfold before you because you, you just cannot see everything. You don't know everything and not everything exists. And I, I won't speak to it now, but I could give specific examples of things in my life or career that have made the next jump possible that a year or so ago before I was just hoping for something to happen. And that thing, I hope this makes sense the way I'm putting it. That yeah, it thing does. that made so the far. next big jump possible did not exist a year before. Ago, That's huge. A ago. That, that, I, I was, not, that
0: hit me when you said that. Yeah. That was like, wow. Like, I could like, not have wished
1: for it. I couldn't have prayed for it. I couldn't have planned for it. I, I, there's nothing I could have done to, to prepare for it. I just had to be consistent and get there. So that's the best.
0: Consistent in intent. Like literally, like yep. what is it that you want to have happen? Like, okay, yep. laser focus on that happening. And then like, what are you consistently doing to try to make that happen? And then literally something could be invented, come out or pop that you could not have ever conceived or understood was going to happen that puts you in line to be able to do that that's 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 like it's tough because it's just it's really easy to be like i can't do this thing because like uh, whatever but it's like i I think like even like like you know like building your like building your business up over time there's probably some down spots or like some hard things like along the way that come up and you're like how the hell am i going to do this And, and then like the worst is when other people come in like and they're like how the hell are you going to do that thing? Like yep. who, who knows? Yeah. And you straight up have to be like, you have to get to a point where like it's gut overhead sometimes, yep. which is really scary because yeah. you you think about like all these logic steps of things in your head, but sometimes you have to be like gut overhead and straight up just be like, I'm going to do this no matter what. I have no idea how I'm going to do it. I have no idea how it's going to work out all the time. I'm going to like mitigate the most risk that I can get the most roadblocks out of my way as I can plan yep. the best that I can. At the end of the day, it's going to happen no matter what. And then something you literally doesn't exist yet could help you to get there. Yep. But it's like, you don't know. Yep, you don't certainly. know until you're trying. It's yep. like tough, dude. Yep. It's hard to fight that. Flip side, best idea you've ever had along the way. The best thing that you've ever done. You're like, Hey, five years ago, me do this
1: today. And I'm hitting you tonight, Shane. That's, a, that's a good. It's a big question. It's a good question. I wish there was some really big specific thing I could speak to. I know I've spoken to this before, but it's because I mean it. So I'll throw it back out. I think what's been most valuable, the thing that has paid off in ways I couldn't have even fathomed is just investing in relationships uh, and being kind and communicative. And I know that's not like my passion for communication isn't everyone's. It doesn't have to be. And so that's not at all what I'm suggesting. Some people, there are people who just are are not speak up, speak out kind of people and that's fine, but valuing relationships has just been like the value has been incalculable and will continue to be. I know that. So I, what I would say to myself five years ago and what I'd say to other people is you just like invest in, and I don't mean make time for every relationship. We know as adults, family, you know, it, you, you can only make uh, specific time for the, the people who really need it. But it's just as far as work relationships, clients, being kind, those things are valuable. They go a long way. Um, I think people are too quick. Like it's almost this, it's a statement in the music world to burn bridges. Or to yeah. be harsh and rigid, and the kind of person who people can't get along with. Or I'm a lone wolf. Like how, enjoy your lack of success by being a lone wolf man. Like that's just not how it happens. So, totally. That's what I would say to myself and to others. It's just value relationships.
0: You, you can have the kind nastiest. Like,
1: that's a whole other topic, but. I'm the coolest person I know. I mean that like playfully, <laughs> but my point is, like, I have no problem being like, I think I put myself in positions or say things or, or speak sincerely in ways that other people would see and be like, that's so like, is this guy weak or like lame or whatever? I yeah. just don't even care. And I think that's the coolest thing in the world. I think kindness and sincerity is so much cooler than any attempt at seeming hard or cool. And I'll take anyone in any room. I feel like my that vibe, this sounds cheesy. But that vibe and presence, I feel like I dominate every room that I'm in with, with that over people who are in the room trying to like mean mug the whole room and just yeah come yeah, off yeah. On the boss yeah walking I'll melt through the that gym. right away because I just don't care I'm just not even gonna play that game so yeah kindness is my point kindness is valuable
0: throwing is the, throwing the money. weights in the biggest gym you know throwing the weights across the room like yep. you gotta just flex it out I mean like you can be the dirtiest nastiest musician I've ever seen. And I will like, I will no doubt be like, that is, I'll give the props to those people, man. Like if they ever talked about it or I talked to them, I'd be like, you are just outrageous. Like it is absolutely ridiculous what you're doing. But if they are a dick all the time, every time you work with them, you don't work with them. They never get invited to the gig. You don't bring them back. You take number two or number three. That's a good hang. That's also almost as disgusting. It's just not worth it. It's not worth it to have it in the environment. Ruin everything it's toxic it just doesn't doesn't do it man It doesn't get yep. anything to to stay you know yeah yeah feel that yep. all right so what is a resource that you'd recommend the audience it could be books podcasts videos movies like what's what's some some resources you'd recommend out there that you're just like really hot on doesn't have to be just audio it, it could be audio could be creative business like mindset anything what's something you really are like hey if you haven't checked this out you should totally check it out
1: Again, I hate to sound like a person who lacks passion about like a miss. you know, I don't have a specific answer, but I don't know that I have a specific answer. I will say, and this is intentionally ambiguous because I can't speak to everyone's life and their passion and their goals, but right. I do think listening to audiobooks and podcasts that speak specifically to what you're pursuing go a long way. It just feeds your soul. It fans the flame of passion and progress. So spend your free time. Uh, for me, it's when I'm running, might be for people when they're driving or whatever, yeah. but I do think, you know, it's the best practical thing I could say and answer to that question. It's not a specific resource, but I don't know, download Audible and podcast app and listen to podcasts and books that align with what you are pursuing. And again, it, you just don't know what it'll stir. It's not even so much what you'll get from that content, although you will get something from the content, but it'll just propel you forward. Yeah, no,
0: Totally. Yeah. And that's, I think that, I don't think that that's a cop out answer, man. Like, I think that like we have such a big mix of creatives yeah. in this audience that like, I, I like when I like when people give a resource because sometimes they're in a niche that people are like, man, I love that resource. But I also like answers like yours right there yeah. because it's just like the encouragement of just like whatever resource fuels your fire in there and just like once again, like consistency, or like just having that yeah. in your life, yeah, well going to do something. Whatever that is,
1: yeah, make time for it is maybe the, the suggestion I'm making.
0: Yeah, last one is going to be the easiest, man. Straight up, like, where do people keep up with you? Where, where you know, websites, social? Where should people oh, yeah. keep up with hear, you?
1: Obviously, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Patreon. I have a Patreon account with like engineering tutorial stuff. If anyone's interested, all of that's W. Shane Lance. Um, so that's where they can find me, and then the website, if Someone's looking to uh, have me mix for them. They can go hit the mixing tab and fill out a little form and and talk with me directly about their project. Um, And then for podcast type stuff, I know I said I don't do a ton of this, but I do some of this as well as uh, I put it on there. You were exactly right that it was just more of a a choice like to to brand myself that way and put that out into the universe. But there is some practical side to that. I've spoken these days. It's via Zoom. Um, but even for like schools and given like lecture type tutorial things for organizations and stuff. And I, I, I enjoy that. I have a background of speaking. And so I, uh, if anyone needs to hit me for anything, mixing or just communication stuff, then they can go to the website.
0: That's awesome. All right. Well, Shane, thank you for taking an hour plus of your life to hang out with me and chat on this stuff, man. This is like a, a pleasure.
1: Man, my pleasure. Dave, I appreciate you. Thank you for thinking of me and allow me to hang out with you for a while. It's been an honor. Hell yeah, man. This is awesome.